Hi, friends. Uh, welcome to PNB. Uh, this is a very frank discussion. I don't know if you want to call this like a grind forever or what it is. This is it's a thing. <laughs> We're going to talk about something that anime been... is video games now. <laughs> We're going to talk about something that has been plaguing my life forever, um, at least for the last 20, 23 years. Yeah, Evangelion how... versus PNB. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Um, anime the... is wild. <laughs> Anime is wild. Welcome to our anime discussion. My name is T.L. Foster. I am one of the hosts of PNB, Grind Forever. I do some other podcasts on other networks, but those are the only ones that matter. And I am joined, of course, uh, by my podcast uh, brethren, uh, Mr. Robert Beach. Say hello. That's me. Uh, we're also joined by uh, Mrs. Sarah Case. Say hello. What the fuck is up? Uh, and we're also joined by... Uh, anime expert extraordinaire, Mr. Brandon Lundy, say hello. What's up? It's, he, it's me, the guy who watches all of the anime. <laughs> um, so we conveyed this because Robert and Sarah, you guys decided to watch Evangelion? We make good decisions in our lives. <laughs> Um, it's on Netflix, and we're lazy, and that was an excuse. Like we want to be part of the discourse. Yeah, there was discourse. <laughs> the fucking Waypoint did like 20 hours talking about it. Uh, we, wanted, we wanted to feel included. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the discourse. And I decided also to rewatch it because I, I've i gotten a lot of shit on the internet for being the guy who hates Ava. Um, because I think the second half of the show is terrible. And Surely I decided, you can't be that bad. <laughs> I decided, you know what? It's 2019. I'm a lot. I'm a lot different person, and I can definitely like look. I can look at these things with a brand new lens. Um, and I, I've I've made like points now where I, I think Guy Next kind of does what they do good about shows, what they do bad. And I was like, I'm gonna look at this as a new lens. And you know what? I was a fucking fool because I knew what I was. Go- I knew what was going to happen again. Uh, and then, Brandon, you're j- you just you have been on this Ava boat before, though. Yeah. Do you want? I can give my whole history with this show real quick. I yes. discovered it through, of all things, the Mega Sixty Four podcast. They are huge Ava fans. So it was like back in 2016, 2017, or I'm sorry, 2006, 2007. Whoa. And I, they were just kept going on and on about this show. So I checked it out. It was all on YouTube at the time. I binged it in like two or three days. I thought it was the coolest damn show in the world. And, <laughs> uh, as I like got more and more distance from it and, uh, kind of went back through the uh, the 1.0 rebuild movie and the 2.0, and then I watched End of Evangelion again, and I like it was in college where I w- was talking with someone, and I went, "Wait a second, I don't like this show." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I haven't seen much Ava since like I think I was, it was like two or three years ago was the last time I I watched the most recent movies. So it's been a little while, um, but yeah, that's my whole history with this weird weird show. Yeah, I, I think I guess like I first heard about the show, it would have been two thousand four. Uh, I'd gone to college, and this is when I started getting my toe into anime, watching such great shows like Asamanga Dayo and Excel Saga, and it was like, hey, I like this medium. And then I remember the magazine New Type had came out, and they did their like 
25 best animes of all time. And Evangelion was ranked number one. And I was like, I was like, huh. It is the most anime. (laughs) And it was ranked, I mean, it was ranked higher than such shows like Trigun, which I think Trigun is like, if there's going to be a perfect anime, that's, it's really close. Like there's still some problems with that show, but I think it's done really well. It's a really good rest in anime. And then Cowboy Bebop, which everybody in the world loves. And I don't like, I, so I was very much like, I don't know. And then my buddy was like, you need to watch the show. He's like, I don't like it, but watch it so you can kind of see what people are talking about. And mm. I did. And, yeah, was not huge, huge fan of it. <laughs> Robert and Sarah, had, had you guys heard about Ava before this? Not a fucking clue. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so the, the, my first exposure to it was listening to Max Scoville on, on, on a very early comedy button talking about, like, Neon Genesis Evangelion and re-watching that. And then, and then everyone else just just like dunking on him for, for for like calling it Evangelion, even though it's called Evangeline, which is all, which is wrong. But I don't know. It was funny at the time. And it's like, huh, that's weird. Oh Jesus! Okay, that's my first exposure to it until like the the recent like trends going on where, where it's like it's like, all right, yeah, we're bringing back uh, Evangelion. Let's fucking do this, I guess. Um, so I I'm pretty sure. Let's see. I, oh God, I last heard of it several years ago. I have unfortunately operated a Tumblr since 2011. So I'm like an OG Hell Tumblr yeah. And that means, like, Yeah, that means you know everything about Evangelion before well, you watch really. it. Well, not really. No, like a few years ago, there was another resurgence of it. And I forget why. Maybe there was like a new dub or sub-release. I didn't new, fucking, new movie. Yeah, yeah three, you know what? 3.0. That's, that's yeah. yeah, the it rebuilds. Was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, there, and the other thing was there was, I think around the same time, there was a... Um, like Victoria's Secret um, fashion show where one of the models wore wore Ray's plug suit and everyone like on the internet just lost their fucking minds and I don't know everyone started watching it all over again so like there was just a whole like several months on Tumblr where like my dash was nothing but like memes about Shinji getting the robot and and this and that and <laughs> oh, fucking robots his mom and oh man oh Jesus I don't know so I've heard of it before but I kind of ignored it and then it came back around and I'm like I fucking might as well Mm-hmm. basically it's a cultural touchstone and yeah. it, it was red hot it, yeah it feels it feels like it feels like cultural homework at this point right yeah so like, you still need God. to watch the terminator series it's just really Christ. good i'm i'm just wait, that, into are, the wait, universe you... not having seen things okay so okay so terminator. i was giving you shit last night for for like yes. not watching the terminator series Jesus so Christ. terminator one and two are tremendous terminator We're three ava this also has to do with robots. It does have to do with robots. And also moms. Robots and moms. Robot which is moms. Robot moms. Uh, that's, the Sarah, that's the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor Chronicles, which are okay. tremendous. Um, so Terminator 1 and 2, must watch. 3, I don't care for. I know a lot of people are kind of on the fence. It's I don't okay. care for 3. It's, you can't see this on audio, but I got my nail file out. And I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> Four bad. Uh, is which one is salvation? Is salvation four? That's four. Salvation is four. Okay, no, four good. Genesis bad, and then the new one comes out this year. This year, next year. Dark. Dark fate. I think. I think it's this year. All right. So you, you were putting a filing a filing <laughs> thing to a, a damn like safer remover, okay? It's no, called you're not sound fooling effects. Any, you're not fooling anyone. <laughs> All right, so it's called Foley work. Look it up. 
<laughs> so I think obviously we're going to talk about how we all think about this series at the end. But I, I think the fair way of talking about Ava is doing the rundown because I don't think I don't think the show is wholly bad. I don't think anyone thinks the show is wholly bad. I just think that there are there are some big mistake like missteps that they take on the show. Agreed. So, I to kind of give a little bit of a backstory, uh, the show uh, Evangelion, the Genesis Evangelion, was created by the studio Gainax, and the creator, Hideaki Anno, who I am pulling up his stuff to give a Wikipedia, but Anno was, he had been in animation forever, and uh, people would know, like, his shows were, that um, he was really popular for, was for Gunbuster and Nadia's Secret of the Blue Water. And he'd also worked on uh, uh, Hiyo Miyazaki's Nasuka of the Wind. Um, and they are, they are actually, like, really, like, big friends. Um, but if you had been following Anno, like, a lot of the problems that Evangelion had were the same problems that were had in Nadia's Secret of, the, uh, of Blue Water. Now, have you guys seen that show? I, have you guys no seen I don't even know what it about. is. Yeah. Okay, so... It's, it was basically like, it was, it's, it's a series that was kind of like, um, based off of Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, and it's like, it's literally like a, it was like an idea of Miyazaki that Anno directed. And it's like, it's a tremendous show that kind of falters off towards the end of the series. I wonder huh. if that's a running theme, hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it's like the show had actually towards the end of the show it put Anno in a four-year depression because uh, that show ended in '91, and then he went into like a really bad depression for four years, and then he uh, decided that he was going to make another show, kind of looking at his development of not a Nasco of the wind and made a show called Evangelion dealing with a boy in depression and trying to make something, you know, uh, trying to make something that would, that would help with the outlet. And yeah, he made this show. Um, this is also, I want to say this is the first big guy next project. I'm just double checking. Real Wasn't Gynex recently in the news, unfortunately, too? Um, for of, of the um, animation studio. No, that, that's, that, that's it was a different studio. Yeah, different yeah. Studio. No, yeah. Gynex is gone. Gynex has been gone for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Um, the actual the actual remnants of Gynex um, that we know of, like they are the people who are now over Trigger. Um, a lot of those same people who worked at Gynex are now over at the studio Trigger. Um, and they did show, uh, Trigger's done shows like, um, Space Pirate, uh, I'm sorry, Space Patrol, Luc- Lucilio, um, Kill Kill, um, uh, what is it, Hellcop? Um, which is, like, the most Adult Swim anime I've ever seen. Like, not, like, Adult Swim, like, an anime that Adult Swim would show, but, like, it is, um... Like it's an, like an Adult Swim premise done it's in like, anime. It's yeah, it's like if they made Aqua Teen Hunger Force an anime. Like wow. that's what okay. it was. 
Uh, but no, so yeah, so Gynex, like their first show was actually Nadia Secret of Blue Water, but you know, they, they had did like some convention videos and they're always really great. But then obviously they went Evangelion after that, they did Mara Mike. Um, they went uh, Evangelion ugly... should be a thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's ugly at beautiful world. Um, a Madelka box, like they did Appleseed, which is really great. Gunbuster. Fully Cooley, which is one of my favorite shows of yeah, all Fully time. Yeah, Fully is really good. Fully Cooley is, <sighs> without That's... kind of defending like where we're going, like Fully Cooley is what this show wishes it was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I'm under the impression that how people fall in love with their guy next shows, because I know a lot of people who don't like, you know, don't like Fully Cooley, but like Evangelion, it's, what age, like, were you the age of the protagonist when that guy next show came out? And that's also, like, with um, the show uh, Gurren Lagann, mm, which mm-hmm. also deals with a, you know, prepubescent boy dealing with his puberty and how they move forward. And also Kill a Kill as well. Like, even though it's not guy next, it's kind of in that same thing, you know. However, it's just a tomboyish girl dealing with her puberty and freedom and stuff like that so like I, i've always thought like gynex has done has tried to go out of its way to tell these stories about growing up and how you taste growing up and doing like these huge existential like existential thoughts about it i just think that this show doesn't do a good job at it <laughs> and um uh, yeah agreed yeah it it gestures a lot to it and it gestures in the right position but it's in, in more in the way of well, you gestured so many times. Of course, you're gonna get the gesture correct a couple of times, yeah. right? Well, and a lot of this stuff. I mean, a lot of this stuff is that it, the questions and the themes are they're kind of like questions that have been asked by humans eternally, and Evangelion falters when it either tries to answer them or tries to say that they're inanswerable. Like its explanations of both are just not good. But we'll get to that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. All right, but the the show the show kind of opens up. Um, so we are in Tokyo Three. Tokyo Three is uh, this kind of like it's it's uh, I I like the description. So I, again, I'm going to pepper in uh, things that I like about the show. I love how the show looks because it it's 2019 and I mean in 2019 2015, and that looks like 2015 Tokyo. Like there's nothing that's been like totally yeah. this in this series that looks like. Oh, this this is what you thought the world would look like in the future. Like, it's one of my problems with Akira is like because that's supposed to be like 1999, and it right. looks like it still it's looks way like, too futuristic. <laughs> right, it still looks way too yeah. futuristic for now. Um, but Arno did a really good job with the world building. Like cause that show, like it really does look like it could be in like 2015. Even with his like Walkman that kind of looks like an MP3 player, like it it is just like I I just loved it. Um, so we are introduced to Shinji Akari, who is um, who is destined to pilot the Mobile Suit Ava One, um, which <laughs> is a a big old purple robot, uh, and he is and he's introduced by uh, Misato. He's introduced to Misato Kurosagi, uh, who I'm just about to say it is probably the best character in this show. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she comes by with her pretty bitching car um, because you can't be a good anime without a really kick-ass car. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, hey, we're going to come pick you up. Your dad's waiting for you. 
we want you to, to pilot this big old robot and yeah like we kind of get like these first couple episodes are just like almost like monster of the week like it's very tokusatsu-esque like i've heard people say like this show's like the anti-gundam i was like well no because that's one unfair to gundam because i think gundam does these themes a lot better like, like of, which gundam there, there's like 700 different gundams um most of them yeah most of them <laughs> yeah. are like even just the original mobile suit gundam does this kind of like chosen chosen young boy pilot trope and and the anti-war theme the anti-violence theme the human uh the strive for like peace and in, in humanity does it all of it better so much better yeah um a, a very good one and i and i know it's no longer on hulu but it's um 0083 um yeah. is that war in the pocket uh yeah uh yeah so 0083 war in the pocket it's a very slow like it's a very short series um but it does a lot of these themes a lot better. And I even heard, uh, we talked about Austin Walker earlier. Like, he was talking about when he was doing his creation of one season of Friends at the Table. Because uh, one of the things about Gundam and one of the things about, like, mech anime is, like, we could make robots look like anything. Why do we make them look like us? And mm-hmm. that show kind of, like, tackles that theme a lot better. So that's what, like... That's why I said, like, this sh- this series, to me, never felt like the giant robot series. It felt more akin to stuff like VR Troopers or Power Rangers, where it's like, yeah, it is the giant battle. Like, how would you fight this giant kaiju that's coming up? Because that's all the angels are, just giant kaijus, as opposed to the actual thought of, like, a war and fighting human upon human, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and that's, like, these first couple episodes, you kind of get introduced to the characters. You get, get introduced, again, to Masato, um, to uh, Ritsu, uh, Ritsu, Ritsu, oh? Ritsuko. 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 Okay. Um, it's early here, too. It's not. It's <laughs> noon. I don't even know why I'd say it's early. It's noon. Uh, but, yeah, Ritsuko. Time is um, relative. Time is relative. <laughs> and it's fake and false. This is yep. what we learned yep. in the last couple yep. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but Risco, who is a scientist uh, for NAV. Um, nerve. <laughs> nerve. I, every time I heard it, I was like, why? <laughs> Just say nerve. <laughs> Just say nerve. It's literally spelled nerve. Uh, but nerve. Um, and we meet uh, Fiatsuki and Gendo. And Gendo is doing a meme that, like, I'd seen this series before, <laughs> but the Niles meme, I didn't really get it until I rewatched uh, it. It's like, okay, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. Where he's just like, he's like, get in the robot, Shinji. Shinji's like, no. He's like, okay, we're going to will this, this, this girl who is in bandages is in pain. We're going to wheel her out here, and she's going to pilot it if you don't stop being a pussy. And he's like, I guess I'll... I'll- I'll get in the pilot then. Uh, branching off a, 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 a like a, a series long thing of him doing that. Like somebody did the um, like an Always Sunny like kind of uh, photo gift thing where it was just like the different like it's just him saying I'm never getting in a pilot. I'm never piloting again. And it just is the Always Funny spot. Shinji pilots the <laughs> Shinji pilots the Ava. Uh, the game prevents the third apocalypse, or the third impact. Yeah. The <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so that's literally that's. 
I don't know how you really break down these first couple episodes because like that's what the first couple episodes are. It's just like Shinji, I don't want to pilot the robot. Okay, well here's Ray. We're gonna make her pilot. Okay, well I don't want her piloting it. I'll pilot the robot. Also, Ray smile. And those are like the first. Those are like the first four episodes. Yeah. I just don't think. <sighs> hmm. Everything leading up to Asuka um, being a part of it, part of the cast, like I thought was like, it's like, all right, I like this. I, I like this ongoing narrative, and there's something deeper going on besides like, the typical like um, angel of the week type 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 dynamic that they're, they're leading up. Because like some of the episodes, like, they they felt like it was a it was great great bridging. It, it was like episode one and two, and like you need to watch them back to back because. You, you think like oh Shinji fucked up but like oh no like it, he it worked out and in the end like it, it was all like teasing the the action that you wanted to see and it, it it just it just grew on that grew on that from from there every new angel it's every new new way to combat it and it's and it's dynamic and, and this like it's a will there won't they relationship with like Shinji and and being part of this program and finding his own place with it. And it all comes to a screeching halt, where it becomes a, a more of a how how would you put it more 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 of a hornier like what you would expect. Which character from an would you show? like to fuck? Okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it pivots hard. There's a hard pivot. Yeah, it it pivots so hard, and, and, and it just it pivots straight like oh yeah. Uh, yeah, like we're just gonna keep on facing these angels week after week, and there's like different, like like the, those episodes don't like that 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 stretch from like episode let's say I think like ten to ten to fifteen or sixteen, like that that that, that mid stretch there where it was all like uh, like episode of the week and and like the the camera being extra pervy to do Asuka, but it's playing off of. Like Shinji's own like weird thing with sexuality too, but like it, it do, never really conveys that. But it, it's just conveying that like oh yeah, this this fourteen year old redhead German lady is very attractive. I mean, but even in the early episodes, they do some weird stuff with the camera with 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 Misato, which is like I don't know. Like I know a lot of the it's arguments about the as, horniness. Well, okay, it's weird to me being a woman, and be, yeah. the male gaze is very obvious to me. Right. in media. So I think a lot of the arguments that people say about the horniness in this anime, it's like, well, it's about a 14-year-old boy, so he's going to be horny. However, there are scenes in some of the early episodes where the gaze is set on, or I get the gaze, I should say the camera, you know, the virtual camera, it's animation. You know what the fuck I mean? <laughs> direction, is, yeah. The direction is like, it's set upon Misato's ass, but Shin Shinji is across the room. So it's like, we're not Shinji looking at Misato, we're the audience looking at Misato. So it's like, it's not... So the, the early episodes kind of start a weird tone with, with respect to the... I don't know, with respect to how women are treated the rest of the series early on, because it's not just that it's about Shinji learning, you know, who he is sexually. It's about, well, this is an anime, and so we have to provide fan service for you, and this is for you, the audience. Yeah, it just um, feels like... It just was like it's like, hey, you guys are all horny, right? Like, why yeah. don't you all get horny? Like, it's just, and I think, and and Brendan, uh, please, like, let let me know if you agree. Like, I think that's why I think Fully Cooly does it better, 
because you know, like the main character in Fully Cooly, like you know that you know, like he is going through adolescence and he is dealing with those same things, and like there's literally a a physical like object showing like his dick being erected, but it's never like it never feels male gazy. It's a it's a robot it's, coming out of his forehead. Yeah, it's basically like, that's the that's wow. the. That's yeah. the thing, yeah. Yeah, it's there's um there's a visual meta- metaphor for the horniness, like the 14-year-old adolescent horniness mm-hmm. that he can't control. He's really embarrassed by it. He wants everyone he wants to cover it up and hide it when it, you know, every um, pretty much every time it happens at least in that first uh that first season. But um and the the uh, the agonist, the other um uh, protagonist in that show is a woman who's a slightly older than him and she's like you know just a weird character it's hard to explain without like completely spoiling it but her there's a sexualness to her there's a there's a sexualization to her that she owns that misato never ever owns in evangelion right mm-hmm. right it feels less like it feels like like because masato almost feels like your figurine that you can like right like oh i'm going to i'm going to import that she is this you know, this very important character where, like, Haruko, it's like, no, she is, she owns her sexuality, this is the character she is, and, like, she can be seductive, but she can be thoughtful, and there's so much stuff that yeah. she owns, and she owns that, like, ability to it. Fully Cooley is great, and I'm she going like, to almost be like, you guys should watch it, it's like four oh, yeah. episodes, it's Actually, like five that episodes. Would, that would be another, like, interesting one to do, like, a, 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 a an episode about also we could do it uh of more justice because there's like what only like eight or 12 episodes of it in total right now so it's really yeah with the with wild. the with the with the sequels i think altogether it is 16 episodes 16 okay yeah with the two sequels yeah but no uh it's and again i get it because it can be very skeevy especially when you look at stuff like that but I think there are shows that are able to do it. I just don't think this show can, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure who it is because I. It, I think there are themes that they are trying to say with these women, but then also they just like throw it away. Like we didn't even talk about the Magi stuff, which that was kind <laughs> of. <laughs> I have I have fucking opinions about the Magi. Okay, I have fucking opinions. Go okay, right ahead. So, so okay, so everyone, everyone, I everyone I listen to or talk to about the Magi hates the Magi because their read of it is that that Ritzko's mom put these three aspects of herself, the woman, the scientist, and the mother, into the Magi um, because those three things were inherently in conflict. And so that that would make a good framework for, you know, AIs, essentially, to build a consensus. That if these three aspects were inherently in conflict, then once they reach a consensus, that that's probably a good decision. And everyone I talk to fucking hates that because, you know, their read of it, which is not a bad instinct, I would say, that being a woman and being a scientist and being a mother are not inherently in conflict. Okay, here's the fucking thing. Being, being science adjacent, I mean, I would say I'm kind of a scientist in training at this point. I probably shouldn't claim that I'm a scientist, but anyway, (laughs) um, like the... Like, platonic ideal of a scientist as someone who, like, does research and tries to find out truths about the universe and the workings of our world, that ideal is not inherently in conflict with being a woman or being a mother. But the societal expectations of it are. So, like, 
I don't know, the the actual physical experience of being in academia, or in, especially being in male-dominated um, spaces in academia, like Ritzko is, because, or Ritzko, I don't know if they are in this, like, setting in Evangelion, but in real life, Ritzko would be a STEM major, and she would be in a STEM field with a bunch of fucking dudes, and, you know, you are subject to expectations that you as a woman in that space are not subjected to the same way that the men are, and so those societal expectations are in conflict, and you are steeped in this as a, a female scientist, and even if the even if the ideals of those three things are not in conflict, the expectations come into your head, and those expectations be in conflict make you in conflict. So yes, you know there 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 are often times when being a woman who is science adjacent, um, I will have to decide between what I want to do as someone who wants to be a scientist or someone who wants to. I don't know, express my femininity. I mean, fuck, like the decision of whether or not to have kids, you know, to be a mother. I'm not a mother yet, but you know, someday maybe. So the decision of whether or not to have kids is directly in conflict with the prime career building years of a scientist. So yes, those three things are frequently in conflict. So the Magi are something that I identified with a lot and I like them a lot, but everyone I talk to fucking hates them. So, <laughs> I don't, but I don't I don't think the I don't think the actual idea of the Magi is inherently bad because I do think I do think something like that like I think we always should be in we are always in conflict in what what works best for us as the individual you, right? As the individual mm -hmm. you, what works best for you and then what works best for society. And Sarah, like you, I mean, you hit the, the you hit the nail on the head. Like being a woman, like is like being like a minority force. It's also what do you what do you do when you're not the majority and you have to say something? Like you said, what do you right. say something if if it it may help you, but you have to also counterbalance it with how is it, how is the reaction going to be held? Right, like that's that's right. something that you you always have to do so I, th I think in theory it works really well i actually like the magi system i think the episode <laughs> where she goes into and clears the head i think is really great i just think what they did to her later on in the series is a fucking well, yeah. bummer <laughs> and yeah uh, kind of it kind of also throws away all the goodwill that you have built with this character uh oh, yeah. to do that so yeah we will talk about it but i think that was i I think it's very complicated. I don't inherently hate that framing. I think it's. I think it sounds really weird when people say, "This is her as a woman, as a mom, and yeah. as a scientist." Yeah, like it. It sounds like it sounds like the maiden mother crone trope instead of except instead of the crone, it's the scientist, which is wild. But and it's like so. It's, it seems sexist on the surface, but like I don't know. Robert said, and I don't know whether you borrowed this from somebody else, but Robert said that this show is a Rorschach test for many people. That like there are things that don't that isn't immediately apparent how to read like there like you I think I don't know I think part of the reason most people hate the Magi is because on the surface it seems kind of sexist but like like I said being science adjacent and a woman who wants to be a mother someday eventually um, I identified with it a lot and I think I think the show has many aspects of that aspects like that for many people where like you can like it or you can hate it and there are valid reasons for both. Yeah, I think so. Um, what you just touched on is probably one of my biggest criticisms with this show in like 
thematically and in general. I think the Magi thing actually works pretty well too. My issue with how it's presented is that this is, I would say instead of being a Rorschach test for people, this is a psychoanalytical mm-hmm. exercise watching this. Um, <laughs> is that and, not what a Rorschach test is? I mean, it, it basically is, right? But it's, <laughs> but it's, even, it's even bigger than that. And um, part of the thing that this show, one of the things that I really like about this show, um, like just on the surface level, is how it presents some really like weird esoteric psychological and esoteric ideas. I really like that stuff. I, I've just been a fan of it all my life. And uh, it's when it approaches some these topics. So like everything that 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 whole Magi system is totally just Jungian archetypes with a different name. Right. Yeah. And um, that can work really well. And it could have worked even better. But Anno has a very limited understanding of that stuff. And when he when he uh, tries to use it in his in his work, especially Evangelion, it falls flat because it doesn't. Well, and it's not something that our like this is not something that our culture really has a a wide. It's not like every psychologist is out there talking about uh, archetypes and stuff. Most psychologists don't Mm -hmm. care about that stuff anymore. Some still do. A lot still do. But most don't. So it's not really something in the in like the broader cultural context. So when you when you say like here are three different versions of this person, three different selves within the person, for someone who's like like really interested in this stuff, they would look at that and go, "Oh yeah, okay, I get where he's going." But otherwise, people are like, "What the fuck? No, I can be whoever I want. I'm not just one thing. The other thing, I can be all these things at the same time." But like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of subtext there that Evangelion needs to explain and never does. And its use of these themes just feels so haphazard and and weird. Like like for Sarah, you totally identified with that stuff. I totally mm-hmm. identified with some of these themes. But for other people who say, no, I don't I don't get it or I don't like it, I can't fault them for it because it just doesn't do it yeah. very well. <laughs> well, I mean, to be clear. Yeah, I guess I, I'm not saying anybody else is wrong. Like, you right, know, I'm saying, yeah. well, people hate hate the Magi, and I get it. Because, like I said, it does seem like sexist on the surface. Right. Well, and the um, thing is, is, like, it kind of is sexist because <laughs> some of that stuff was inherently sexist. So it makes sense. Yeah. But it's like... And the rest, the way the rest of the show treats women in science is, is also kind of whack. Yeah. Whack. But anyway, yeah. continue. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, and I, I mean, I honestly think that there is something to... Like, if you took... If you took the gendered, uh, you know, aspects out of it and just said between being a scientist, an emotional human being and a parent, like you could look at those three things and say, okay, yeah, if you're just being the platonic ideal of a cold, hard, logical, unfeeling person, let's say that's science. Okay. And then an overly, Uh (laughs) an overly emotive human being driven only by subconscious desires. Okay. That's a human. And then being driven by your desire to protect and and care for your offspring that's apparent those three things could very easily be seen as in conflict but when you gender them man that introduces some super problematic shit yeah <laughs> so you, you you touched on this already but like there's another dynamic there within the anime that I, sarah mentioned to me and i i, I cannot un- unsee it 
Because like, what when you in, uh, introduce Asuka? We're getting into Freudian trios now. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you got the id ego and super ego yep. dynamic going on too, which is of the similar vein of the Magi, but it's 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 presented through these characters in those episodes, which is like probably like the best aspect of of, of those. Like Monster of the Week ep- episodes, where it's just like, well, it's not really advancing the plot so much, but you know, things are happening. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's but a, I, yeah. I think I, I just think I think those things are fine, though. Like, if this show was yeah. just if this show just wanted to be a smarter VR troopers, like, would that have been a bad thing? No, honestly? absolutely not. Like, that's what the show wanted to be, but I don't think the show ma- like made that. It didn't nail the landing at all, I think, personally. Yeah. Like, this yeah. this show so, yeah. could have been Xeno, uh, Xeno Saga, but it's not. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, I think I think a prime example of how, like, we were listening to the, to the fucking 20-hour, like, waypoints, like, you know, post-Evangelion <laughs> therapy session that they all had. And one of the things that they mentioned, which I think it's, like, a prime example of Anno and, and company, like, having maybe, like, a surface level... I don't know, read of like Freudian and, yeah. and Jungian archetypes and stuff, but not really going into depth with it all that much in the anime was, and then and this is like a separate conversation of whether even any of that, those archetypes are like bunk psychologically, because I think they're fun storytelling, mm-hmm. um, uh, storytelling tools. But I, you know, as you said, Brendan, like modern psychologists don't use them. Um, I mean, actually, it's coming back quite a bit, but it's, yeah, it's, it's more from like an aspect of like, oh, hey, there's, there's a, if you subjectivize and narrativize things, which I think you should, uh, these things Mm -hmm. exist. But if you like, where in the brain is the fucking, whatever, I mean, that's a whole other, (laughs) that's a whole other (laughs) issue, like, uh, about theories of mind and consciousness that's also touched on in this show terribly. Oh God. Yeah. It's 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 a lot like the Myers Briggs test, where it's like you know it's it's fun to think about yeah. and, and like horoscopes too, but still like it's it's bullshit. Well, there's, I don't know. There's yeah. there's even kind of a there's yeah. even kind of like a, a a revival of like recontextualizing Freud that I'm kind of like hearing now and again nowadays, which is like people people saying, well, Freud wanted to explain a real phenomena that he saw in real life, like I don't know, women wanting more rights, but he want he he figured he realized that this was a real phenomenon, but then, like, misread it and said that the women women wanting the rights that a man has was actually a woman wanting to be a man in some capacity, and that was penis envy. Right, yes. So this kind of a thing. So people saying that, well, maybe Freud was onto something, he just had no idea what the fuck was actually causing it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I was touching on when I meant, like, people are going back to those ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I got got off topic, though. What I was about to say was... um, a prime example of this this show just having like a, a surface level exploration of like Freudian and Jungian archetypes, I, I think, is giving Misato an Electra complex, yeah. which is like they say over and over again that Misato only wants to fuck Kaji because he reminds her of her dad. But we see her dad nowhere in the show. She just says this and. Like, Kaji doesn't look like anybody's dad. He doesn't act like a dad. He's just kind of like a bro. He just looks like a fuckboy. And so, <laughs> so this maybe show, her dad like, was Maybe her dad was a fuckboy. She's just like, huh, I'm God. just attached. I'm, att- I'm attracted to, like, guys who drink Bartles and James. Because I have yeah. father problems, I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyway, 
<laughs> so, so like the show kind of like violates the the show don't tell guideline this way by just telling us that Misato does everything she does because she has an electric complex, but it doesn't fucking make sense. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> like I this, think... this jar- oh, sorry, this go ahead. Jives with, oh, I was just about to say this jives with like none of her character, like that we've saw that we've seen outside of this. I mean, it's it's just something that you it doesn't jive with what you've shown us of Kaji. It's just something that you tell us happens. Right. And you, I think you, you guys you were, force it at, at yeah. the end, yeah. And you guys were talking about earlier about like how Misato isn't allowed to own her sexuality, and I think I think that's a big part of it. Which is she almost could because she is like, I don't know, one of the few like adults in the show who has like consensual sex, or you know, you you think it's consensual at least towards the uh, end of Evangelion. But anyway, um, so but if she so if she had been allowed to own this and allowed to be able to view this as something that's not part of a father complex or not something that's like shameful or dirty or like allowed to be, I don't know, something that she's doing to escape from her problems or something. She almost could have been a character who owns her sexuality the ways that you two described. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, just, it's not quite because the show just wants to layer that weird Freudian, I, think, I don't know, aspect over of it and doesn't get it right. I don't think my cynical anyway. read of the <laughs> un- not being allowed to own her sexuality is that that is the whether it's Anno or whoever else on the production and writing team saying, "Hey, don't worry, fourteen-year-old boy who's watching this. <laughs> she really wants to fuck you." Like that is literally oh, how God. it comes off to me. Is like, oh, she's ashamed of her sexuality, and that is so fucking Jordan Peterson alt righty weird <laughs> shit. And I'm like, no, like, like it. It comes off as. Hey, this character that we've been sexualizing had sex with someone who isn't you. How terrible yeah. is that? Like that it doesn't even like they could have done the Freud and, and Jungian stuff and there could have been interesting like ideas there. Whether or not anyone agrees or disagrees with it, they could have used that stuff to tell a story and really what they did is they took like the chess pieces and set it up and made like a nice little diorama, but then they didn't move them yeah. around. It was just like here's Exactly. Here's the basis of our understanding. We used the most surface level stuff and like then abandon it. And I don't know. It doesn't work for me. It's, it's just like the the religious um, imagery. Don't even, don't even get me started because that's the stuff that I like the most. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, I like that stuff. We'll get to that. But what I mean by I like that stuff the most, I like that stuff like outside of Evangelion. Like I am totally into like weird (laughs) occult stuff. I think that stuff is rad. I love Mm -hmm. it. Like I know I'm totally adding myself as a woo-woo weirdo person here. Whatever. (laughs) Who fucking cares? I love that stuff. And Evangelion fucks it up worse than it fucks up the fucking psychology stuff. And I'm yeah. Oh yeah. They they address it even less. Yeah. Like the angels have. Let's put let's put a pin on that because that is a. That's a whole conversation about. <laughs> that's a whole conversation. No, it was just like of the similar vein. Like, why'd you use this? Oh, it was kind of. It was cool, it was and cool. I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to introduce it. It's just like, oh, right in the middle of the the the, the show. Oh.
they, they have they have like the symbols of like the Jewish tree of life and like they have like all these like Kabbalic symbols and like I think some of the angels are named after yeah. Oh, no, they're all those are all actual like that. Yeah, those are all actual angel names. Yeah. Like all, yeah, all of them were I know. yeah. But like <laughs> And then but that's like, it. That's as far as they go. It's exactly. And like okay, I guess we're going to get into it. Like it's it's just like <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, it it has to, we have to cuz when you look at it, it it's just like a, a just like a complete breakdown of just like hey, I've heard of religion and I've yeah. heard of Christianity. <laughs> what if I made this like it's so I wrote a movie. And I I went out of my way because like the, one of the characters in the movie like is is a genie and I wanted to be Arabic and I was like okay I'm gonna look in oh, this yeah. thing and I was like I went out of my way to go to my friend who is Arabic and say hey yeah. is this does this jive I don't want to do anything that's insensitive what notes would you give me um, because I want it to make sense like if I was going to do that if I want to do something like that especially if you want to be inclusive right. And you want to do mm-hmm. something like that? You you may want to you know research the subject a little bit before you put it out there. Um, Arno just got an encyclopedia and it saw the words angels. It's like, huh? Let me Yo. go ahead and do that. Uh, Lilith, uh, the Lilith, this this Basically. character, like it's just like, what if we just made Lilith a giant white thing? Like, yeah, what if like, we did that? Ugh. The whole point of Lilith was she was supposed to be like. Like she's she's in a mythological sense supposed to be like the temptress that like seduced Adam before God eventually made Eve. So it's like that's Lilith. That's we're like that's supposed to be the hot succubus from the from the Torah. Oh, okay, sure. And it's like you almost want to give them credit. It's like well maybe maybe this is kind of like a I don't know eldritch horror read of the divine that you know the divine doesn't have to be beautiful or like. That it can be monstrous in a way that we humans don't understand. But even that, they don't really give you much with that other than just drawing things to be horrifying. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so uh, the whole thing about the angels and Lilith being and, and, and the Ava units being totally terrifying. Like that's exactly like that is right out of christian mysticism like you see an angel mm-hmm. you go fucking insane because they are yeah like, you 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 cannot c- like comprehend what you are looking at because they're it's like basically an elder god but instead of it being like yeah like evil it's you know the divine and the thing about evangelion that i really like is it takes a lot of kabbalah and gnosticism specifically like christian gnosticism mm-hmm. and saying like you know there's all these like angels and demons and stuff out there that are fighting and and humans are like basically like they're jealous of us and they hate us and they want to wipe us out uh because we come from like a higher like even higher than them like god likes us better basically and uh it flips it on its head and instead of like humans like striving to return to this like singular oneness with the divine being kind of like the 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 goal of gnostic mysticism and kabbalic mysticism it's like no like when you melt into a giant ooze of interpenetrating like beingness it's Orange just, julius it's like it's Dang. it's like that's funny delight it it shows that it's like there's there's another read on it, which is that that could be horrifying for people. And and this is Evangelion's like, that's fucking scary from a certain perspective. And so, um, like, I really like that it like the whole the whole terror plot is when you find out that actually, uh, you know, 
uh, Gendo is trying to return humans to this oneness state uh, in the end. And I just think that that's really interesting, but it's just like there, like there could, there could have been so many cool, like, like, like ideas there, but it's just like, Oh, well, I guess we're all going to turn into pink soup now. Isn't that weird and scary? And, and, and (laughs) watch these weird whale mechs eat each other. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. Okay. So let's, 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 let's build into that. Cause I, I got thoughts about, (laughs) I got Gendo Ikari. Let's build into that. So like you said, we talked about the first 15, the first 15 episodes are a very, it's like, it's a very, a very by the numbers anime. Like I would even say it's, I think, I think it gets a lot of credit because it's better than most, like, like early two, early ninety nine, like early nineties, like anime. Like I think it's Hakusho is like your best one, and then the rest of them are just like they're there, they're shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this show is definitely a lot. It's doing a lot oh, of stuff. The, the directing, the the actual like direction, yeah. is is kind of incredible. Okay. Like I, I I was I was watching this video the, the other day um, called Ten Cool Directing Tricks in Evangelion by uh, Digi um, Bro. And he was noting like all, all these different ways that um, he was doing all, all these like live action tricks that, that that were done in animation. So let's say like it was it was it was um, drawn in, in the for the four three aspect ratio of television, but you 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 have characters walking into scenes, and it, it gives it gives a sense that that, that like it's it, that there's more to the background. Because you're you're slightly moving the camera over a little bit to move with the characters, and the background shots are actually much wider than when what it appears on the screen. Right. On top of that, like the the the, the, the d- dynamic of you 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 typically see like okay if your character is lefting walking left of the screen they they approach in the in the in the right and the next in the next screen. To you know, show the continuity of of, of the um, scene, but you, you see some uh, uh, other just in- interesting aspects of of the direction where you see someone f- f- from the top of the screen like put down. You see Misato like put down a beer for from the from the, from the top of the screen down to the middle, mm. and then it, it it pans up upward to oh, Misato, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just like there's so many like little details of this animation. They're just like you, you. You cannot deny how, how like visually um, arresting yeah. the direction is. Yeah, that yeah, that was also kind of something I wanted to touch on. It's like in these first few episodes, like aside from the end of Evangelion, I think in the first few episodes the animation is at its most like technically impressive. Um, because there was like a scene that struck me where they're testing one of the Avas, and I can't remember if it was like zero zero or zero one, but they're testing the Avas, and like you see like all these user interfaces like blinking and going off and like you can tell that they worked into like every single aspect of like what a user user interface would would want to show in as much as you can while trying to incorporate a bunch of techno babble into it but then like the test fails and the entry plug is ejected but they're inside of a giant room and like the physics of the entry plug ejecting works because it's it's like rocket propelled or something so it, it goes out of the back of the ava and then it hits the ceiling and then it tracks along the corner of this, or the the edge of the ceiling into the corner, and then shoots downward onto the floor, and then just kind of like spins around. And it's like, 
I wonder, you know, I wonder if they had done some like physics tests in real life as to how like a, a rocket propelled cylindrical object would behave in an enclosed room because it worked physically. You know, you could you could tell that they had I don't know, they had done some kind of like studies in terms of like how to draw this and how to make this believable and how to have like the the giant like, you know, robotic and technological objects have weight and believability. And I don't know, it's it's at its it, most impressive in the first place. It could have been where, where like this this explosion or, or the catastrophe Yeah, could, it could, could have just happen. blown up. <laughs> well, well, blown up but then like pivot to a, like a reaction shot yeah. uh, which is like, "Oh." oh and shoot. and then you would see the 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 remains of of that explosion. <laughs> From happening, and but that, no, they, they it, it shows you like it went what out happens. of it, out of its way to <laughs> convey what what happened. But then there's also like the very anime scenes of um, let's spend like a good like thirty <laughs> seconds plus just just like hearing the cicadas go as they're, <laughs> oh, they're both yeah, just staring true. at each that other, or just you can tell where they spent their budget. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, I yeah. love those. I love those scenes, like as. As a filmmaker, that sounds so weird for me to say, but I love, <laughs> I love, but I think those quiet scenes mean a lot because you could, there's so much you can do acting wise. And I think that's what this show does really well. Like you guys said, no. a, a lot of the no. pacing and stuff, but I like it. I think it, I think it works. I think it makes you. Okay. Robert has opinions. So <laughs> the thing is like, like you're comparing live action with animation and with animation, like in regards to Evangelion here, those let's say that those those long shots of uh, um, Ava Unit One having um, Kairu or Kai, what's who are you talking about? Kairu, 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 who who fucking guy? <laughs> fucking I, 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 the the the. the the last angel. Oh no, I'm not talking oh, about Kauru. any of the Kairu. Kairu, yeah. Kairu, yeah. I'm not talking Kauru. about. I'm not the, talking the about any. Almost not there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about any of the compositions pre. We haven't even talked about Kairu. Yeah, I'm talking about one through fifteen. I like the slow pacing <laughs> right. between one and fifteen. We're not talking about anything past that because that we you, already got so okay. far off track. Okay, so so but like. <laughs> My main point is you see this throughout the series in, in some moments. Like, 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 like for example, that, that, that scene with Masato and, and uh, Shinji looking at each other as, as Shinji is about to depart on the train. Oh, yeah. Like, even that was like, eh, it's, it's not great. Like, I understand what, what, they, what, what they did, but, like, it was just, it truly fell. Like, it's a cynical to say, but, like, oh, they just put, you know, press pause on, the, on, on, on this scene. Like, we're, we're just watching oh, yeah. the same... And like the same drawing for like like an elongated period of time. But the things with, with, with live action, you can convey slight slight facial movements, or or like the, you, can, you can convey stillness without actually being still. You mean like just using a single cell and panning over a single cell, like like that yes. sort of thing? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, so like a, a, a single cell just 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 being played over yes. with, with cicadas going in the background. I understand that sort of stuff. Like you, you can convey like slight a- animation within those scenes to to still convey that stillness. I but here it's actually not like oh it's just still. I I see what you're saying. The thing is, I mean, budgetary reasons probably prevented that. I would actually say I think I think I agree with Travis. Like one of the things that I like about Ava is that there are a lot of moments of downtime in some of these episodes and mm-hmm. um, and that that downtime is weird 
and (laughs) like there's this constant existential threat and we're all just kind of sitting around and it like that's basically Mm -hmm. that's basically how i would envision the apocalypse going like i know people gave a lot of crap to mass effect 3 where it was like well why aren't the reapers just blowing everything up or media i mean it's like well they're traveling across the galaxy so it'd take forever and like if these angels are coming at odd intervals like there'd be a lot of downtime where you're just sitting around waiting and and there's this weird serenity to those in-between moments and uh i i kind of like that evangelion does that i also like that it's such a weirdly quiet and small uh group of people at least in the original uh series uh transpose against like these these uh, like trans-dimensional divine beings attacking them there's a weird dichotomy that the series plays with and i think it does a really good job of that in a lot of different ways they're trying to exist in both realities yeah. where they'd be fighting angels in one and then attending a bunch of weddings in another right yeah i mean and that would that's how real life would work in those instances especially if there were a lot of time in between like you would still do human things in between the times mm-hmm. where you're fighting for for survival. Right. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like I, I, like it doesn't seem at all like it's it's it feels foreign because like that's what life would be. Unfortunately, yeah. life would be mm-hmm. like, hey, there's there's we have to go to the wedding, and then also we could be killed by a giant you know angel within seconds, and then also we have to go to this. Uh, we actually have to go to this like defense meeting where someone's going to try to pitch their own things because like that's what life is now yeah like that's just literally what we're doing with life like i i i think those soft like i said i think those soft moments and i think it i think it gives you that so you can listen like you have to deal with it and it makes you confront it and i think that's when the show does like good stuff when it makes you confront that uncomfortable feeling uh, not when it you know abuses it over your eyes which we will talk about in a little bit but like when it makes you like actually sit with your thoughts on a scene, I think that's when it's important. I think that's yeah. when it works. And it kind of plays off of what you were saying at the beginning of the episode, Travis, where you're talking about how, um, like the 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 city looks like it would exist in the in that year, like technologically, architecturally, but it's but then there's these extremely high tech you know, mechs and buildings just kind of in the middle of there. And that's how things, you know, change in our real life is, okay, we're going to put this giant, you know, ornate skyscraper in the middle of a town that maybe has pretty like humdrum architecture otherwise. And our iPhones are these weird technological advancements in what is otherwise maybe pretty uh, ordinary circumstances. So it's like that weird, it's another like, dualistic kind of dichotomy thing of weird technological advanced life versus ordinary mundane life. And I like that a lot. Hmm. And I think another thing too, like while we do praise like how convincing its future is, um, the, the other aspect is when we look at something like, like Akira, it's like, it's 1999 like in the near future or like Blade Runner where it's looking at looking at like 2019 it's uh, Evangelion plays in the field where like the, the like the like part of the apocalypse happened and it disrupted the entire world so any sort of like technological pro- um, progress was halted for other other means other measures 
So that's probably why you don't see any like anything like holographic or any sort of like, um, like real like futuristic tech being presented, where where like you would see like a Sega Genesis in 20, <laughs> 2015. Yeah. Right. It reminds me of like the the space race almost, where it's like because because of the United States' uh, rivalry with China to get who can get to the moon or not China what the fuck am I talking Russia. about Russia yeah Russia to, I'm thinking about nowadays <laughs> who can get to the moon faster basically um, society got a bunch of technological advance, advancements but a lot of it was because of, of shit coming out of like research labs right um, as a like side effect of the space race so it's like whatever technical technological advancements um, the people in the in the setting of Ava get. Are come as a result of the fight with the angels, I would think. Oh yeah, and so and it's just like mm-hmm. World War Two, you know, it's same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just it, it is what it is. Um, well, let's let's actually start talking about when the wheels fell off of this bitch. Um, <laughs> because like, so I maintain so the first fifteen I think are good episodes. I think they're you know they're fine good episodes. However, I think from sixteen. <laughs> through 21 might be my favorite episode chunk of anything ever um so with this we get introduced to a fourth kid who is a kid that is hangs around shinji that's almost there just to be another horny teenager um and he gets into a robot and it gets infected by one of the angels and shinji has to you know, attack his friend, who he doesn't know is his friend, mind you. Um, you and, just think it's like, oh, it's another 14-year-old kid in there. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he deals with, and this is where I say, like, it gets its, it gets its what's called par- parallels now. Like, it's it's Gundam parallels because it's like, well, it's another human. How can I hurt somebody else? And they pull the dummy plug, and, like, that Ava beats the shit out of, um, what's this, what's this, uh... His classmate's uh, name again? Um, Toji. The fourth cho- Toji? children. Toji. 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 Yes. Yeah, Toji. There you he go. He just beats the shit out of Toji, and it's vicious. And Toji's up in the hospital, and he sees it as Toji, and then he goes into his robot and is gone for, what, 14 days? <laughs> well, you miss out the. You missed out on, on the key. Oh gosh! Like a key point where, like Shinji says, like, "No, I'm never doing this again. Fuck you, Dad. I'm out." <laughs> and then, like, Asuka gets fucking beaten to shit by 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 another angel, and it, it leaves into like, "Well, I have to get back into Ava Unit One." And then it goes berserk, and everyone fucking sees oh, yeah. like, "Oh, the restraints are off." Like, oh yeah. Excuse me, what? What? I saw the most like hilarious fucking tweet about that the other day from someone else who was watching the Netflix dub, where. <laughs> and it just said, and it just said like Ava Unit One colon like running around screaming, ripping it, ripping its arm off, devouring angel flesh, and then it says everyone else colon like screaming and throwing up in terror, and then it says me colon that's womanhood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's some good shit. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, we kind of like like we we finally figure out like oh these Avas are actually people and (laughs) and devour each other and are like it's it's really it's a really like like it's a 
my my it's a fucked up thing that isn't really explained that much it's just like I guess this is a thing now. It's, it's a woman, and it's also, and it's also, mm-hmm. so it's also Ray, and it's also Shinji's mom, and it's also an angel, and it's also a robot. And sorry, yeah. we're not gonna explain it. Anything. Yeah, there's like a it's, weird it's, mix of both body horror and just like, oh, what have we done? Like, like, it's really interesting, and uh, you don't really get enough of that. Uh, like, you don't really explore that enough, I don't think. But it's really... I thought that was a crazy moment. Like, back when I watched it, yeah. when I was, like, 16, oh, I was like, it, whoa, what? <laughs> it's the... It's the it's just, like, it just blows your mind. Like, to me, it's the moment, like, um, it's the the Veep gif where, uh, where, <laughs> where she's just like, what the fuck? Like, I just yeah, remember yeah, watching yeah. it, and I was just like, holy shit. Because, like, literally, seeing that scene... Literally, everything is off the table. There, there is nothing that can't happen in that fucking show right. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I, now we, we've literally just we have jumped, we have jumped every bridge. Like, oh, er, everything is on the table. Yeah, and just I mean, from a production standpoint, I think this is the best example of what Ano is good at. Like, he's really good at kind of like these kind of horrifying, grotesque moments when. when when it when it goes berserk and is just like you know freaking out, like that is a really good moment, and he's really good at doing that. that he did that. That's why he got hired on um, Nasca because he was he was really good at making that giant uh, biomechanical mech thing at the end look gross and weird. And this is what he's super good at, and it's probably it's probably one of the best moments in the whole series, maybe the best moment. And the. And I, I, I've heard, oh gosh, from from a podcast a while ago that Shin Godzilla has that exact moment yeah. too, where, yeah, dude, Godzilla turns into something else, and it's fucked up, yeah, and it's yeah. also great. Also, I'm pretty sure that when Able Unit One started eating the other, uh, eating the other angel, I'm pretty sure that definitely uh, kicked off some people's war kinks because oh, there it is. There's a, I didn't even think about that. There's a Thanks. feeling. There's another great um, Ava eating scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, later a, on. I'm saying there's is literally a. I mean, we got, we got pregnant Avas. We got every. Uh, what are your okay, every? Okay, so wait. Fuck. <laughs> I thought Vor was about like being swallowed whole alive rather oh, that, than being torn to shreds. Oh no no! What I'm saying is that Ava created every one of the internet fetishes. Like what DVR <laughs> all DVR fetishes. Ava is the Ur fetish. <laughs> it is. It is. It is literally Jesus the, the patient zero of all the fetishes. There's this weird <laughs> feeling that I first felt with Evangelion and in this scene, but oh definitely uh, end of Ava. And it's this disgusting. I don't want like, to hear about your war fetish. It's not a fetish. <laughs> it's this weird, like, okay. like disgust and unsettling feeling. And uh, I don't like that feeling at all. And when other, I only get it when it's like really gross, like anime though. It's like a very, it's, hmm. it's the other time I like, vi- like, felt it viscerally was the first episode of um uh attack on titan and there's a oh, there's a oh god there's yeah. a moment towards Talk the about end your fucking anime. well there's a moment towards the end that's really <laughs> grotesque and i never watched any more of the show because i was like okay that's i can't oh, i can't do that like it's it's weird and maybe that's part of why i have never gone back to evangelion and why i i have such a weird feeling about it and the more i talk about it yeah that's totally why it's this show makes me it grosses me out like there are moments about it that are really <laughs> cool but it just grosses me the fuck out and i always think of certain scenes in end of evangelion and i get like 
I, my stomach like tightens yeah. up and I just don't feel good. Ah, uh, yeah. I well, wonder, we will... I wonder. Well, oh, I was gonna say I wonder if it's just that like it's just that in animation you like if you're if you're trying to do like a similar a similar thing in live action with like practical or, practical effects or CG. Like, you know it's something that can't happen in real life. Sure, yeah. And so you know that there is some wizardry occurring to make it happen. But in animation, like, the whole medium can't happen in real life because it's all two-dimensional. So your mind might maybe is, like, filling in how this would happen in real life. And it's like your mind tacks onto that uncertainty and that, like, that unwritten third dimension and is, and just kind of creeps you out more because there is less happening on screen. Yeah, that, 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 I mean, that, could it... Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Could it be that, like, like you said, Sarah, like, just because you're already making the conceit of, well, this is a cartoon, like, mm-hmm. it's like when you're younger, like, well, when I was younger, the cartoon Rockadoodle do, like, Rockadoodle, like, <laughs> fucked me up um, yeah. as a kid because it was like, it was like scary. And I was like, but it's like, obviously, these are cartoon animals that are like, but like, if in that world it was real, what if it was actually real in the real world? Like, that would be. Like that would be scary as shit. Also, in that movie, yep. the main character gets his ass kicked by a giant, like evil rooster within the first fifteen minutes of that movie. That movie's fucking wild. Great. <laughs> I mean, part of it. Just thinking about it now, this is man. Why does this show like talking about this show a therapy yes. session for everyone? Uh, <laughs> just the way I think part of it too is, um, you know, we were talking about his his ability to frame and direct scenes. There's the way that he lingers on certain shots and like there's certain reactions to characters when they see these things. I have a tendency to like over like put myself into other people's shoes, like maybe too much to the point to where like it's actually like detrimental. Like I, I imagine what it would feel like to see that. And so it's, you're probably right, Sarah. It's like I'm like imagining what it actually it would be like. And since it, it's not live action where it's like, okay, there's like a weird blockage of going, that's CGI, that's a practical effect. Yes, it's gross, but whatever. Right. Whereas like with with an anime, it's already animated. It already looks fake. So then I'm overcorrecting and being like, oh, yep. God, it's so fucking gross. <laughs> and yep. like I, I – I, couldn't finish berserk for certain like same reasons and this i mean i sound like such a like such a wimp but i don't care like i no, i mean like, no it's i can't even like it's, it's intentionally totally ma- trying to make you just d- disgusted yeah. and like off put it and there was a time yeah. in my life like when i was super into like really extreme death metal and like loved like zombie movies and all that stuff where this is the same time of my life where i was like this is really good like i like this stuff but as i got older i just something changed in my in how I experienced that stuff, and I just can't go there. Oh yeah, I I had almost kind of like the same thing where it's like as a kid I was like way more into like horror movies and stuff, right. and I would just like consume that shit like popcorn. But then like as an adult, I felt like I got like more empathetic towards like fictional scenarios and people, and, and like I don't know less or like more sensitized to kind of horrific scenarios, yeah. and I wanted to engage with that less. Yeah. So I mean I don't know I yeah I think that might be a thing yeah I, yeah I, we are on <laughs> such a tangent I was about to start telling a story about when I, I was an emergency EMT in college and I was like no that's fine yeah <laughs> but anyway so the show 
We eat ro robots eat robots. Robots yeah, get pregnant with other robots. Jesus All these Christ. other robots. Every fetish that you know on the internet is there. I'm pretty sure there's a fairy thing happening in the show. There's yeah, that penguin. Robots inside. That's I want to see a fursuit of Ava uh, <laughs> Unit 1. That's got to be somebody's fetish, right? That's like, got to be. That's got to be a thing, though. It's just like real nice and soft. What the fuck? Uh, um, I mean, maybe people want to fuck Pen Pen. I don't know. Yeah, dude. They probably would. Uh, Pen Pen's a bro. Pen Pen is a bro. I, <laughs> Pen Pen might be the best dating option. Like, if this was a dating scene, <laughs> he's the most Pen mentally Pen. stable out of everyone. Yes. <laughs> he's got. Uh, he's got an apartment. You know. He was not no, no part of the fucking apartment he's, drama. He's, yeah, he's the least dramatic. Yeah. He's oh, not yeah. telling he's not telling Shinji to kiss him because he's bored. Yeah, like, I he's, do. He's just like, I'm just Penman. Um <laughs> So yeah, we do that. We have kind of the backstory stuff, which I don't like because like this is when the show starts getting bad to me. Um and it's like it to me it's he it just progressively gets worse. Until twenty five, twenty six, where I I think is just incomprehensible and it's stupid, and then end of Ava, which is the most hateful thing I've yeah. ever watched. Um, I but like so they start talking about like the the, the creation of Sile, and then the you know human human the instrumentality human, project. human instrumentality <laughs> project. Ugh, what a fucking dumbass name. I know. Um, and then like so, they, yes, go ahead. I uh, so in the moment watching those episodes, I liked it because like it's like all right, it's giving more background, yes. But I I, I think ultimately like those episodes are not bad or terrible because like like it's 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 bad or terrible in retrospect because they introduce something that they they that they didn't really pay off or give more 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 of a light to much at all. They, 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 they introduce Yuri. They they, they show off like how, what uh, Yuri? Yuri? Uh, yeah, they Yuri. show off some yeah, Yuri. Say, Hell yeah! This they, is they, they actually I was about do to say, not. The, the two gay dudes from the figure skating show come on the. I was about to say they're both named Yuri. No, oh, there's two. There, okay, there's 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 they're Yuri. both named Yuri. No, actually, okay, no. Well, no, wait. Okay, so oh, there's God. there's one gay Yuri and there's one not gay Yuri. No, no, they're both Yuri, gay Yuris. <laughs> They're, they're, no, they're okay, no, no, there's, there's Yuri, about... and I forget the fucking, no, there's Yuri, the gay one, the gay Japanese one, there's the other guy that he's dating that's, like, the white-haired Russian guy, and then there's the yellow-haired Russian kid who's, like, who's at a rivalship, rivalry with other Yuri. I haven't seen this anime in a while. I don't <laughs> okay. know that, I don't know that blonde Russian kid Yuri is gay. That's what I'm saying. I was, no, I was gonna say <laughs> there's Yuri on ice, which are about two that's gay... What I'm and then there's also Yuri, Yuri the, the genre. anime genre, yeah. which is yeah. about gay lesbian I anime. Like, I like the joke that someday that there will wow. be there will be a sequel to Yuri on Ice called Yaoi on Fire, and it's a bunch of like lesbian like <laughs> fire dancers in Hawaii or some shit. That's like that's like Dragon Ball level of like blunt text. <laughs> well, like, no, like Yuri, like oh, this no, is no, 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 gay Yuri, genre. No, yeah. no, because Yuri is about lesbian relationships. Yes. Yuri is also a Japanese male name. Yes. Uh -huh. So it's it's Yuri on Ice because it's about a male character with that name. Uh -huh. The fact that it's the fact that Yuri also has a what also means lesbian relationships is kind of a coincidence. Uh -huh. There are no lesbians in that show, as far as I know. 
Okay. As far as you know, but exactly. Yeah, well, I haven't seen the second season, so maybe there's lesbians. I don't uh, know. <laughs> but, but but there's queer themes embedded oh, for in sure. that show. Yeah, like that's yeah. like so, the central structure still, of it, I would say. Yes. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, if we can have a bigger <laughs> conversation, like Yuri and Yaoi are like, they're both, like, they're gay themes, but in a very heteronormative way. A little bit. Uh, but yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, we just, now, uh, what a what a thing. Yuri Kari. Um. I mean, we can talk about some shit with Kaoru if you want. Uh, we can yeah. get into that. Huh, let's, <laughs> let's, get let's, there. let's talk about it. Let's, yeah, we're there. We're sure. There. Let's, sure. let's talk about it. <laughs> so, I've seen a lot of the internet discourse about it getting rid of the gayness. Because uh, uh, So we're talking about translation now. None of us, I don't think, can fluently speak Japanese. Nope. Nope. Um, so, I don't, like, the the argument of, like, is he saying I love you to, to Karu, to Shinji, or does he say I really like you? Does that really matter? Like, does the context, like, one, I don't think, I think Shinji as a character is so starved for attention him saying I like you and In I affection, love you, yeah, yeah, it, mm-hmm. like it might as well have been the same fucking thing, because no right. one has no one has told him any has given him any kind of positive affection at all. I think you outside say, of hey, Ava yeah. usage, yeah, because yeah. like if we could if we if we're gonna keep everything one hundred percent, shit is an incel. Like Shinji and Kari is one hundred percent incel. It's confirmed with the end of Ava. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess fucking so. So he Christ. would absolutely if so if so if if Oscar Ray had came up to him and was like, "Hey Shinji, I like you." He'd been like, "Oh, we're we're boyfriend and girlfriend. We've always been." Actually, <laughs> yeah, you know what? The way he treats Oscar in in End of Ava is very incel. Oh, he's like he's just ab- abject rage at her for not behaving the way that that he expects her to as as a like a woman he can sexualize. Yeah. Oh, anyway, mm. yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, Shinji Kari's incel. So I don't think. I don't think you you needed to have him say, "Hey, I love you," because he was going to infer the love anyway. Like he was yeah. going to infer, like he loves me because we're we're gay together now. Because I'm Shinji. This is my relationship with this guy. Something that I heard, and I I don't know. I need to look this up again. But there was this YouTuber who did speak Japanese, um, and was an Ava fan, who was arguing that. The phrase "I love you" in the English language is also ambiguous because you, you because you can use it in a ton of different contexts. Like you can say you can say "I love you" to like a family member. You can say "I love you" to like a romantic partner. You can even say like "I love you, man" to a friend and have that be like totally totally platonic. And so, like "I love you" as an English phrase would also be just as ambiguous as maybe Kaoru had meant it, and you could still you could still translate it as "I love you." Um, and still, and still keep that ambiguity. And I think, I think she also said that, um, that, that, you know, there are several, like, Japanese, uh, translations of I love you. And the one that most commonly, indi- like, indicates romantic love is one that is, like, so momentous and so weighty that people are almost, like, loath to say it because it's so vulnerable. I'm pretty sure, so, yeah. And she's, yeah, I was just gonna say, I'm pretty sure yeah, it's a pretty new phrase, too. Like, it's something that they only have in the last maybe. few hundred years because it didn't exist back in, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I think that's not what that's not what Kaoru had originally said, was not that really, like, weighty romantic love declaration. He had said something that was, like, a little mild, milder. And I forget, I forget what she said, like, which... English like uh, translation of "I love you" that would be closest to, but the point the point was there was ambiguity in the Japanese um, 
text. And so, but I, and she tried to say that like the phrase, I love you in English would also encapsulate that ambiguity sufficiently that you could have said, I love you. I think that saying instead, you are worthy of my grace takes out the ambiguity of I love you and makes it pretty clear that it's divine love that Kaoru mm -hmm. feels for Shinji. You know, that, that Kaoru is an angel and so probably feels whatever conceptualization of divine love we can have for Shinji. But it also removes, like, I don't know, it also it also removes, like, well, did, did Kaoru mean divine love? Did he mean platonic love? Did he mean romantic love? It just kind of right. tells us. It tells us what he meant in a kind of, like... I don't know, just kind of like, this is what it was, kind of a way that makes it kind of, I don't know, it, it inserts the dubber's intent for how it should be read yeah, in a way that I don't know was supposed to be there, I guess. And I get it, like, because that dubber sucks, uh, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they got, Nerf. well, I mean, he, he's also, you know, he's also really gross, because he was one of those, like, well... I, he, the guy just sucks. I'm, I'm not even actually gonna get into it. That That's just, I, that was he's, he's one of the dudes who is just like, well, that's just a that's just the way Japan is. And, you know, like they they sexualize fourteen year olds. That's, that's oh god, yeah. oh, Jesus. Actually, Sarah, that's really interesting that you because I, I haven't seen the new uh, translation on Netflix. Oh, so that's really interesting, yeah. and mm -hmm. I actually really like that read about it being divine love that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah because he it was so weird like that, that character is so weird when he talks to Lilin. oh Lilin. i'm sorry the, the humans yeah yeah, yeah. like he refers it's... to like other people as Lilin, and like no one catches on it's like yo this is weird right yeah, yeah. What's, 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 like, with what's up this with this kid yeah <laughs> it's Something's up with this i kid. mean and that actually i, I think it, it kind of slightly takes away some of the edge I have against some of the way that it, it uh, bungles its use of potential like mythological and religious themes. I think that works just a little bit better. And I'm like, okay, okay. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so Cardu, um, he goes down, he engages with Adam, uh, with Lillian, uh, and is killed by Ray. That's right. Like he gets killed by Ray, and then the the fourth impact, I mean the third impact happens. So this is where timelines diverge, divulge. Um, I've stated multiple times how I felt feel about twenty five twenty six. If you guys have notes about twenty five twenty six, this will be a perfect time for you to get those. Buckle the fuck up. I I absolutely hate Speaking it. Speaking of diverging, um, yeah, I, yeah I, think, I have a certain read on these two episodes that is only. It's like retroactive after end of Ava, so I will yeah. I will wait and I will talk about my feelings on it until after we talk about end of Ava. It's flawed, it's weird, it's messy. I still I still liked it even how how truncated and and just straight out like I <laughs> Oh man! Like uh -huh. the, the 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 way it ended, the the, the way like it it, it it psychoanalyzes itself. Like you, you can tell, like like it's it's just like none of this like subtext or it's like oh yeah, the creator's depressed. Like oh no, he's really depressed and is coming through oh, yeah. entirely through these two episodes. I think I think I told Robert when we finished watching it, I was like, I feel like I just watched someone talk themselves out of suicide. Yes, you know. Yes, like it it sounds it sounds like the kind of. I don't know, the, the, the whole, like, interiority of Shinji and how, like, there is no, like, reality outside of his mind for the entirety of these two episodes 
I don't know, it seems, it's, it sounds like, just like, when you're in, like, the absolute depths of depression, and, like, there is, there is no, like, reality outside yourself, and then, like, you have to claw your way out of it, you know, like. And no one can do this yourself, you have to yeah, do it, like, but like, bring yourself out of it. Yeah, but, like, in doing so, it, like, abandons the entire rest of the show, and, like, as an ending, I'm kind of with Brendan. Like, as an ending proverb to the show, I think it only works in concert with End of Evangelion. And even then, like, barely. Yeah. Like, the, the two the two pieces are obviously, like, in communication with one another. But it's like, I don't know. If in some, like, alternate universe of our own timeline, if, like, Hideaki Anno had taken, like, whatever whatever he used to, like, pull himself out of whatever the fuck he was going through doing 25 and 26 and had used like the the technical impressiveness of the animation in end of evangelion and more of more of the um i don't know more of the will to wrap up some of the characters plot threads in end of evangelion if the, if you had smacked those two together like taking the spirit of 25 and 26 and put it into the the body of end of evangelion you could have had an ending that would have like made sense and been satisfying but you could have well, had a good see, show see, you maybe. <laughs> well like I, I, to be honest i didn't mind those like like visual novel esque like episodes sometimes where it's just showing like a character talking and then oh it's just it's just literally a picture of them as they're yeah. talking and but but then you also have like the, the, the random text popping up of someone talking to mm. Shinji, yeah, mm. and and Ray and Asuka and getting into their you know like me- mental hangups. Well, I mean, so my biggest problem with it, with 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 these episodes is, um, there's a professional wrestler by the name of Ray Wyatt, um, who's really great now, um, mm. and he used to suck because he would say a lot of the stuff and it would sound really smart and really cool. But it ultimately <laughs> meant absolutely jack dick, and that was my like. Yeah. But that was my thing with these episodes. It's like you guys are you're saying something, Anno, but you're not actually. You're not saying anything, and I don't know what you want me to infer from this. Like I don't, I don't get what you're trying to, what you want me to think yeah. about what you're saying, and that's what I, that's what I hate about it. It's like you're trying to say something. I know you have something that you want to say, so say it. And that's where it's that's where it's frustrating. Well, it's, part of it is like it, it's, it's Shinji finding out like there there can be a reality outside of being an Evangelion pilot. That there is a reality that that he can create now that, that where he can be happy, and I he's mean, realizing that like he, he's he's coming out of his box. Yeah. And you, you saw that earlier with of, of, uh, Yui's de- declaration of saying like you know what. I chose to become a mother because even in the apocalypse, you know, like the, the happiness can still be found. Mm-hmm. It's just more about perspective. Why does Yui get to be a, a wife, a mother, and a woman? No, and a she scientist? fucking doesn't. No, she fucking doesn't. And this was another thing that pissed me off. I know we're getting off on a different tangent here. Oh boy! But like, no, like there's there's a whole there's a whole like flashback in one of the episodes, or maybe it was that maybe again. I don't fucking remember. Um, where. Yui is evidently like a grad student under Professor F. I forget his fucking name. Uh, Fuyutsuki. Fuyutsuki, that's yeah. Yeah. Professor Fuyutsuki. And um, and she's evidently like a really brilliant grad student. And he like, he, she they, they hang out and they, they're like, they have a, a good um, like student advisor relationship. 
And and Fuitsuki's like, well, you know, what do you want to what do you want to do like with your research after this? And she's and he and she's like, do you want to something to the effect of like, do you want to um, continue in academia or in industry or something? Which is like a very real choice you would have to make as a grad student. Um, and she says, well, I could take the third option. And he's like, what's that? And he and then she's like, well, I could be a mother. And that was the point where I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't have to fucking give up like a what is evidently like a brilliant the start of a brilliant scientific career to become a mother. And so, like, that was the point where they lost the goodwill that they had built with me. And then you the have, Magi. like, R- R- Ritsuko's mother being like, oh, well, oh, I was a God. shitty mom because I'm too busy being a scientist. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a bad yeah. mom because I because science is is hard. Also, yeah, I so the, the introduction... Yeah, the introduction yeah. of the Magi earlier on, when we were talking about, like, earlier on in the show, that I kind of like. But, like, the, the more they deal with women in science towards the end of the show, with Ritsuko and her mom and Yui... It, they just, like, bungle it at every turn. And yeah. it's, it's like, well, okay, now Yui, now Yui would be willing to give up her entire, like, everything she's worked for as a scientist to become a mother. And Gendo takes advantage of that, like the fucking narcissist he is. And oh, not only that, to... but, like, Ritsuko and Ritsuko's <laughs> mom, who are successful scientists, have, like, a fucked up, broken relationship with each other because neither of them can evidently be people outside of, outside of their work. Right. Which is, like... Uh, no, I, was saying, oh, I don't we'll, know. I was about we'll, to say yeah, we, we'll get to there, get there's, the there's, that's you know there's obviously like I don't know science is is a demanding profession and so there's obviously there's obviously like some real life I don't know aspect of that where like yes you know sometimes your work will demand that you have to balance your life and your work but I I, I don't know as Brendan was saying earlier the more of the gender shit they throw in there the more it kind of sounds yeah. it. Anyway. And this is what, this is kind of what I was referring to. This proves to me that there's like a fundamental misread of, of Jungian uh, or Freudian psychoanalytical <laughs> ideas, because the whole point of, of, of that sort of type of psychoanalysis is to integrate your different selves to live mm-hmm. your best life. It's not about picking yeah. one over the other. It's like, it's an integration. And, and so that character could have, could have integrated those things to become her best self. In instead, mm-hmm. and I I'm I know how this is gonna sound, but there's a certain cultural <laughs> there's a certain cultural read here of like, well you're a woman, you have to pick. And I don't know if that comes from right. Japanese yes. culture or if that's just Western it's society at the, the time at Laya. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly, right? It's everywhere. That's just how people Well yeah. <laughs> uh, Right. But I'm just saying like the whole point of of mm-hmm. of that deeper psychology stuff is to go beyond the social constraints and say no I'm going to do it all fuck you. And and this is yeah, such a exactly. cop out of being like, well, society says I have to pick. Oh well. And it's like whatever, dude. Whatever. Well, you have to factor in the 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 labor conditions of animation studios too because like, well, it's your job and it's and invariably it's your life. You, you, like you would have to imagine they're working like sick like more than 40 hours a week working on this production and you would think that like well the work-life balance is fucking shit so the relationships are shits more than likely or or are shit or like turned to shit or like cannot be you know like they chose to work i mean well okay yes i like like i said there's that dynamic like i said the you know demanding professions will always you know encroach Mm -hmm. upon your personal time uh, you know, unless, you know, you are really good at setting boundaries or your work is really understanding. 
Um, they, but, they, they, they picked that decision, and I yeah, think that's the only reality yeah, but I'm, they have I'm to go saying, down. I don't know. I'm saying, I'm saying once they add the gender stuff of, like, women specifically can't right. pick. Right. Because, exactly. I mean, you know, in, in Western society, at least, um, like, men have historically had very little trouble picking between work and family. You know, they, they go to their 9 to 5, and they come home, and they're with their family, and that's it. Like, you know, or at least, you know, that's the model of what, like, mm-hmm. life should be like, air quotes, for the longest, that was the model for the longest time. The heteronormative. Yeah, yes, like, for sure, for sure. Standard, yeah. Um, um, whereas, like, women, there was the expectation that, like, you know, once you become a mother, that's your job now. You know, you do not have any, any expectation for a job outside of mothering. And Yui just rolls with this in Evangelion. She's like, well, mothering is going to be my job. Despite the fact that I am evidently a brilliant fucking scientist, that's going to be my job, and I'm just going to drop out. But that idea <laughs> conflicts with itself later when you realize, like, oh, Yui was still working at Nerve, and she was in Ava Unit 1 and disappeared in it. Spoilers, <laughs> but whatever. It's, well, it's still, yeah, like, we'll, yeah, she, we'll she didn't give up her, being a mother. We'll, say, we'll discuss well, no. her, her choices, because... She also comes off like looking. My biggest problem with how they treat women in this show is every woman looks like a bad shrew. Every woman comes out looking like a bad bad shrew, and that sucks. Yeah, because like it. It it seems it it seems from you could read it as maybe some. Ano has some feelings about maybe people in his life that he's taking out through some of these characters. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was how it appears, at least on on some reads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like bottom line, I I, I don't think episode twenty five and twenty six are that that bad, but like I, again, like I'm I'm being lined up a like so much like cultural baggage of, of like yeah. those two episodes being the the absolute worst but it was for sure like a major disappointment to what, what they're building to and a, and a huge pivot especially from, from from like 21 up 21 onward where it's like it's getting far more um pseudo heady yeah. and yeah. far more introspective and kind of like distancing itself from the the mecha anime aspect w- w- which was like a welcome thing for 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 me anyway um, but like it, it, it still ha- has this like element of, of of hope and introspect and introspection that 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 like I, I I feel like a lot of people can can relate to and, and it was it was explicit in, in, even even if it, was, if it was messy. Yeah, and I mean it does it does come across like Ano is trying to say something more to himself than to the audience. Right, so. exactly. And I, if there was one thing I was I would give this uh, these two episodes like any sort of props. I would say it's a risk. It's an interesting risk that they took. You could say it was due to you know constraints in time, budget, or Ano just simply was like, whatever, I'm just going to do this. But from a certain perspective, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a risk, and it's interesting. I think it makes more sense bef- like before we got into this, uh, after you see End of Ava, because it's kind of Shinji's internal uh, world as the external things of End of Ava are happening. At least that's how I read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this, I think that is the correct read. Yeah, I, I mean think that's the correct read. Yes, and yeah, and the interesting thing is though, as I think, end of Ava's final scenes ruin the hope that is that is kind of implied. Oh, completely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I and I and I I'm 
for for a show that is about coming out of your depression or coming out of uh, coming into yourself as as poorly as all that stuff is is treated the, the way the end of Ava changes it I was very disappointed yeah so let's get there. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. let's we're, we've danced around it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they, 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 it, it's 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 real like night and day when it comes to like episode twenty five and twenty six and end of Ava. Yeah. It's like like it's it's very night and day, especially in its animation. Where like right. again, I don't I didn't mind the animation in twenty five and twenty six at all, even if it was very much like visual visual novel novel esque, like I, totally against the, the the previous anime, but like the. The intention, like I, like I, I kind of saw the, the intention, like it was supposed to be the really otherworldly and just, just so, oh, what, what do you call it? Surreal in, 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 in most cases, like it, it, it worked for me. But right, end of Ava, end of Ava, end of Ava. feels like, like this, like oh, this is what you wanted. This is like the, the episodes were avant garde, and this is popcorn. Well, y'all ever, yeah. y'all ever, so y'all, y'all, I mean, y'all have heard the phrase, obviously, like taking your ball and going home. Yeah. Uh, y'all yeah. ever just, just watch something and just realize somebody was like, oh, this is what you want? Fine, then fuck you. We'll just do it then. Yes. And yeah. that's what this whole oh, yeah. movie feels like. It's so bad. Uh, it's so like, with, with, with that context, I, I like, I, I, I like, okay. I don't like End of Ava. I, I don't like its message, but like the, 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 the meta around it, the, the the intention of of that of that movie like i i i feel like i, I can get behind because it, it, again it is one giant fuck you yeah i mean and that's the thing too it's like the i think i think some of the intent with this movie was to criticize otaku culture at the time mm-hmm. and like especially i think i think the the whole fucking shinji jerkin off scene was like i i don't know there's there are some reads of it that it was less just to be disgusting and more to be, to say that, okay, like, if you identified with Shinji, and you're, like, the type of otaku who, like, you know, buys little figurines of characters to just objectify them. Um, Put them in a mason jar. Yeah, and- yeah. <laughs> then, um, then this is you, effectively. Like, Asuka is comatose, so to Shinji, she is right now an object. So, like, this is you. This is what you're doing. Like, in some sense, like, I can kind of understand that because it's, like, no, I don't think, like, the objectification of otaku culture is anything that's, like, okay or should be condoned. But it's, like, as far as the message it has for Evangelion and for Shinji as his own character rather than an audience insert is is dark. I don't know, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> it's dark, but also, yeah. I mean, the, he was getting death threats and, like, there's there's images at the end of Ava oh, yeah. with the spray-painted stuff. And it's, like, it's oh, so yeah, personal. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's such a personal... It's like just vitriol in this and it's weird yeah i guess that's the other thing i mean by like otaku culture like not only like like objectifying female characters but also like the entitlement to like your specific fa- franchise turning out the way that you want um and you know being disappointed when it doesn't is it, isn't Basically. that like the just like the argument of fandom like in general? Right. Oh yeah. yeah, I think it's stuff like so, yeah. Uh, so well, that, I mean, you know, and t- that shit continues to this day, obviously. Yeah. But like, oh yeah, like, we we've we've been th- like it's an ongoing thing with J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter verse and oh, and God. very recently with, with the the end of Game of Thrones. Oh yes, oh, oh yes. yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. that's a perfect analog, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I mean, also like I said, Satoshi Kon's like. That, that's what Perfect Blue is all about, right? Is dealing with that. 
not seen that one. I've never, I've no idea what perfect blue <laughs> I'll is. I'll take you. I'll take your word uh, for it. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, it's a. Oh, you all should watch it. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's Evangelion. So. <sighs> What there was, <laughs> we don't even get, get get into it. You don't even want to finish talking about End of Ava. I don't. It sucks. Uh, was was everyone's like so was everyone's final thoughts about about Evangelion? Go across the board. Oh man. So actually, it's interesting. I've been thinking about it this whole time. I'm like, okay, actually, thinking back on it, my problems with this whole Evangelion as a franchise can be compacted to maybe Evangelion in one or two moments. Well, not one or two moments, but some character moments throughout the series i actually thinking back on it and hearing everyone else talk about it it's not as it's not as like weirdly bad as i had had uh had built it up to be in my mind uh and and re like going back through some of those moments of watching it, i was like okay yeah it's it, there's interesting moments and it kind of subverts the the mecha anime tropes in a cool way uh i still have lots of problems with it but it's i guess it's not terrible maybe well, yeah, like Sarah, you, you were mentioning like Rayho's Ray's whole character is is, is a rejection of of, of the um, oh yeah of the of the, the, the yeah. wafy anime girl yeah a lot of a lot of it's like a lot of a lot of what um and I'm I'm not as as um, versed in anime as you two probably are but a lot of a lot of like it, what Evangelion is struck me as like a deconstruction of like anime tropes at the time. Mm-hmm. Like Asuka is kind of like a Cinderella, except she doesn't really like she doesn't really like you underneath. She she kind of like she still fucking hates you. Or like um, Ray is is kind of like the submissive waifu, except that that's except that that's all that she is. There's not really any hidden depth. That's they just write her to be that as a surface level and nothing more. Um, and of course, you know that's this is to say nothing of like all the the mecha genre stuff that it plays with and subverts and inverts and all sorts of things. I'm not versed enough in mecha anime to talk about mm-hmm. that, but that's yeah. That's Again, it, it's it's one of those gestures where, where they're trying to do something new mm-hmm. or interesting that like, you know, this kind of works, but it, it just reverts back yeah. to just being kind of awful. It's it's <laughs> another example of it does it has a clear idea of what it wants to be, and then it's really disappointing when it's still when it does the bad things. Like it it, it subverts some tropes, and then the tropes it sticks to are like the worst ones it's like what come on yeah the the the, the tropes that, re- that retained it <laughs> hit a spring there <laughs> the, the, the the tropes that re- that were retained kind of i, I don't want to say undoes the tropes that were subverted mm-hmm. but it, it feels like that they're in conflict with each right. other too yeah totally <laughs> yeah yeah like the, there are there are aspects of the show that i really like I don't know. I like I like the Magi. I like how, especially earlier on, like the female characters get to do things. Well, not the female characters. I'm saying uh, Misato and Ritsuko, basically, just those two, okay. um, get to do things in and be competent in ways that you don't often see. I don't know women behaving in fiction sometimes. Um, and then and then so I, I like that sort of aspect. And then especially the well, the first few episodes are like visually arresting, technically impressive. End of Evangelion is this also, but it's all underwritten by things that are in conflict with itself, as you mentioned. On top of, it's just, like, one giant... Yeah. Like, insults. Yeah, like, you know... Wrapped around fan service. Misato is, like, extremely competent, you know, secure in herself, except for the fact that she has this weird Electra complex, 
Same with Ritsko, except for the fact that she's got this like weird relationship with her mom, and they can't both be scientists. And they're at the both same time. into Gendo for some weird I reason. I fucking guess. Uh, That's more of that and... weird Electra complex stuff. It's all this. Yeah, uh... yeah, same thing, I guess. That's... And then Masato's also into Shinji, like at the last yeah! dance, or, 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 or like it, it was. I'm not sure if it was like something where it's like. Oh, like this is like Masato's being horny for yeah. the main for, for the audience surrogate now, or like or how in general like, especially the end of Evangelion seems to like chastise the viewers for wanting to objectify the female characters, but the show also does this, right? And then, or and then like, you know, and then with the two endings in concert with one another, twenty five and twenty six, and then end of Evangelion, um, on the one hand, having a hopeful message, and then on the other hand, trashing it. Like, there's things to Nihilistic. like. Yeah. yeah. There's things to like in the show that the show then goes and contradicts. Yeah. So it's like, it's... <sighs> it's hard to say that I like or dislike this show in its entirety, basically. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> it's the... That's how I'm feeling about it right now. It's it's just weird. It's such a weird show. And I have... And, oh, go ahead, Rob. <laughs> No, just 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 Yui at the end, or like what what her fate is at the end. Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, she wanted to be in the Ava so she can live forever. Weird. Wait, so so she can oh. inspire others of humanity down the line. Like, wait, yeah, what? But yeah, the whole it's big a, tang soup of humanity. Sure, yeah, it's <laughs> that worked out. Um, well, and <laughs> the, the implications of that big tang soup mixed with the with with the interest <laughs> the introspection of of Shinji in twenty five and twenty six the um, the implication there is that despite being this interpermeated non personal consciousness that all people are part of this weird super being thing you can decide to not be part of it and clearly Shinji and Asuka decide not to but. Like, why is he strangling her at the end? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. I don't... Uh. <laughs> yeah. I wonder I wonder if Asuka did get to choose. I wonder if anybody got to choose other than Shinji, which is kind of another That's aspect. True. Like, did anybody get to consent to being part of the Big Tang Soup? And you, you yeah. saw a you lot know? of people work at Nerve HQ. Like, they're being like, like, oh, this one guy is being, like, uh, visited by Misato. And then... And then he just explodes. explodes. So it's like, did he and choose then, to explode? Maya... Maya being like, like it's oh hey it's it's Ritsuko coming up behind her and then she explodes, and it's just like oh like they're they're showing the people who who whom they 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 have a lot of affection to, and then they come to them and then they explode. I I, I don't know if if this is if this is the, uh the human instrumentality project's way of like convincing people to be one being to to you know come to the per, come to the person that they're most affectionate to it's just like it's you again i must come to you you're somehow here and being tricked into i don't know i didn't read well, that at all i thought they just all spontaneously combusted yeah i yeah. think basically I, I think a lot of it too is it is it's trying to do the like the the transcending individual existence into this one super beingness mm-hmm. and it doesn't explain so it doesn't explain its mechanism like as you don't have to like believe any of it but the one thing about like all these occult and mystical mythologies out there is that they're like here's how this works whereas evangelion's yep. like uh soup and i don't yep. it doesn't it doesn't um it, it, it reads as like oh this is a terrible fate for humanity but also like 
some of the stuff that is like, oh, do you not want to feel pain anymore? Then let's just all become one and we'll just live together in this oneness of, of, of blissed out eternal love. Great. Why would you want to like, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it touches on those questions and then it doesn't do anything with those questions. And as much as it doesn't need to do that, it absolutely doesn't need to do that. But if it's gonna, if it's gonna like create like this weird, uh, if it's going to create this weird, question of should you should you not you should at least have arguments both ways and it doesn't it doesn't do that sorry that's a really big sticking point yeah no no here's my my big thing about the series i think it should be seen by everybody i think it's very important i think it's 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 the thoughts i have about akira i think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of great things about this thing i think that it 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 does it, it does ask a lot of very important questions that you should ask. Um, I do, you know, I do think, I do find the story of, of basically of trans, of trans, like transcendentalism, basically of uh, becoming a god. I, I, I find those stories, especially because they're, they're usually more of an Eastern culture thing, but mm-hmm. doing it with Judeo-Christian themes. I think that's very interesting. Absolutely. Like the yeah. fact that Shinji Ikari basically becomes god. I think it's a very interesting premise. This show fucks it up so many so times, bad. though. Like, so bad. It's, it, it's just really not enjoyable. So what I would say is watch it, but don't put too much emotional strength to it. I don't think it's a top 10 anime. I don't think it's a top 20 anime. I think it's a pretty good anime that looks tremendous. It has great shots. Yes. That's about it. The next look rad. Yeah, I think if nothing else, yeah. it informed so much that came after it that your understanding of those things will be enriched by having seen yes. this. Right. It's, again, it's like Basically. I feel about Akira. I think Akira is one of yeah. the most gorgeous films I've ever seen in my life. That story is terrible. Um, <laughs> the manga's Because better. you're trying to adapt... You're, you're trying to adapt a six-series manga, which I'm so glad they're redoing that. Like, they're doing the six-series manga coming forward. I can't wait for that. But you're trying to adapt a six-series manga that has these very important themes about, you know, about wage and about like about uh discrepancy in pay and like they actually go into all these other stuff about you know a societal a societal thing and then it actually gets to his fandom on it and the movie does it but it looks great it does a lot of cool things that you can pile on this show does great and again as with the manga the manga for neon genesis evangelion which was started around the same time is so much better is it and also yes it also like it didn't finish until 2000 and uh, nine, hmm. which huh. would have been ten years from that, which is a lot of the rebuild stuff I've I've heard, like takes cribs from that. But okay. Karyu is there for a whole arc, which makes um. th- that makes that a lot more like makes it a lot more sense. Like, have y'all seen so, the yes, rebuild? I, it's yeah. Have you? Nope. Okay, no. I, I I have not. I'm so intru- I, okay. but I will. Okay, because I've seen I've seen all the ones that have been released in English so far, and they're. <sighs> They're interesting because there's almost an implication that this is that it's a sequel to Evangelion and that Shinji, after the events of End of Eva, restarted the cycle and is trying to do it again. What the yeah, fuck? it's really weird. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's basically, yeah. I don't think it, that's what it uh, is, but maybe from like a weird meta perspective, that's what Anno sees it as. No, it, that's oh. that's exactly what rebuilds are. Rebuilds are basically going into the fourth, the fourth impact. Okay. Like that's what the rebuild films are. They are they are absolutely the end of end of Ava happens and it basically resets the whole world. Because that's the that was the 
the thing the thing at the end of end of Ava, which makes me the most mad, is that Gendo's statement is, "I'm a bad father because I'm inherently a bad person, and Shinji will become me anyway." But then it also just makes it like it happens where Shinji is starting to become Gendo anyway. Like, yeah, that's my biggest problem with this whole thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh. Alright. Um Shit. make sure you watch this video. Um can you live entirely off of Evangelion <laughs> merchandise by Red Bar? Yes. That is um <laughs> that is an amazing look at uh, the Evangelion merchandise, which we haven't touched at all. But um you should definitely check out and um wonder what the hell we're doing with our ourselves and our lives by um having so much Ava merchandise in this world because it is depressing <laughs> yeah. but hey that, that, unit, that unit one that's a badass design it's the guy so good watches a lot of mech shows completely yeah mm-hmm. that mech is a pretty dope mech it's probably my favorite mech there's this really Period. awesome uh redo of one of the one of the stills of a one like down in that sprint that sprinter runner position and it's uh it's Naruto it's samus's <laughs> armor it they redo it as samus's oh. armor it's so dope i'm gonna send that image to you damn yeah um but yeah, that was this, whatever this is. Uh, it was two hours of Ava talk. That's what that was. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Somehow, we had to get it out of our system. It's somehow Warhammer. I gotta go, I, I gotta go that. like decompress because I'm like, not only did that remind me of the weird gross stuff in Ava, it reminded me of the body horror in Akira. Now I just, it's it's only 1126 oh, no. here. I gotta go drink. Oh dude, that, <laughs> so that's, that's nihilistic as shit too. Yeah. yeah. God, I, oh, I'm, I am that. very oh, sensitive to that sort of thing and I don't know why, but it really fucks me up, man. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, if you guys would like us to have conversations like this in the future, let us know. Because, I mean, honestly, it is great to talk about this stuff. I mean, there's other things. Like, I would love to have Robert and Sarah watch Fully Cooly. Yes. Which, again, I think Akira <laughs> done better. Yes. I care about um, uh, Ava. Let me pass my Ava. qualifying exams. <laughs> Ava done better. It's like six episodes. The first series is literally six episodes. Yeah, you could watch it at night. It's, it's really so good. good. Okay, fine. Yes. God. It's not. It's not for like. I, I. I hope we don't come off as gatekeepery by suggesting that. Really, it's just really good. It's just. It's a good. No, time. you okay. don't. It's okay. fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I never have time for anything. Okay. So. Oh, true. I understand. That. Yeah. It's, it's just how it is. All right. Um, so We're yeah. In that PhD um, life. I know. Yeah. Uh, anybody wanting to plug their stuff, uh, their Twitters or projects they're working on or anything like that. Well, uh, SideQuest uh, number two just, just came never out. Never heard of it. Uh, Brendan's... Um, don't even know what that is. Never heard of it. Um, don't even have to listen to it, too. It's, it's not in any, any, any way uh, affiliated with uh, um, any of the P&B network shows at all. Nope, not at all. Wait, is that true? Like, should I not be? <laughs> no, okay. Not, you're okay, okay. You got I was like, in the I, was, I know. Day. I was like, I was like, wait, wait a second. Should I be not <laughs> plugging the PNB stuff? Heavy sarcasm tag. Okay. Hey, I'm not good at this. You're okay. I'm not good at this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you're fine. I know. I, I I just posted up this 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 morning before we uh, hit record. Okay, cool. it, was, yeah. it was like I was too busy playing Warframe. Um, it's just like, oh fuck, that's right. Yeah. Uh, side quests. I think it was at the second episode that just went up. Yes. Cool. It's your boy Gabe. Oh yeah, with Gabe. That's a that's a good one. I got another one uh, in the can and several more. So you got you got more side quests coming to you. You can follow me uh, at uh, Brendan underscore LH on Twitter for when hopefully when that stuff goes live. I haven't been on Twitter very much lately, so I gotta go tweet about this new one. 
it should be it should it should be live. There now. you go. Yeah. If you're subscribed yeah. to, I, I I put up the the Lipson post in, in, in gotcha. there. Gotcha. If you're subscribed to, so that's, it's that's in. Level select or grind forever. It's, it's there. Yeah, that's not even, it's recording. Like it's been live. Like you probably you guys have probably already heard it. So hey, yeah, this, this should be the next. This is coming week's uh, P and B. Oh boy. They're in for a treat, I guess. Oh, <laughs> hey, um, uh, two that, hours of Ava. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shafo yeah. Trap House go on P and That's a joke. Oh, damn it! From the last episode of the, the one recorded last night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man, uh, I don't even know what I'm doing. So yeah, you can follow Robert at 23 Breach as uh, we should have a kid. level slip coming up. Yeah, hopefully I need to get off my ass and do that soon. Yeah. You can send Sarah all of your energy so she can finish her PhD stuff. Yeah, uh, please help. <laughs> Support your local doctoral student. That's all. <laughs> um, you can follow me as always at Austin underscore Walker. Uh, you can follow all the podcasts that we do at PNB Cast on Twitter. Uh, and you can go to uh, patreon.com slash pnb and give us money because we are trying to do more stuff make sure that we are giving you guys enough content and we literally just did an Ava episode for you. What did you want? <laughs> <laughs> what did you want? Um, probably not so that. For... <laughs> no, probably not that. Nobody um, wants that. <laughs> so, for Brendan, Sarah, Robert, I am T.L. Foster. This has been Whatever this is going to be called, I'm not sure it's PNB or whatever, and always get that fucking get it. Big Tang energy. Hope you fuck it. There you go. something right now I've heard of Warhammer 40k yes no I'm really doing something right now so I can't no I'm not no keep this in this is hilarious
Hey TL, you ever heard of this anime called hey, Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangeline? Hey TL, you want to come paint figurines with me? <laughs> I really hope this just just all stays in. Is he gone? Did he leave? Yeah, he got up and left. He's gone. <laughs> he left. So, so yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I'm editing this one. So great. <laughs> keep keep as much as you want. This is <laughs> this is the stinger at the very least. You gotta at least keep this in as a stinger. Yeah. Let's talk about Warhammer 40k. Nope. So my favorite Warhammer yeah, I 40k. Fucking, I know nothing about that. My game. favorite Warhammer series. 40k board game army are the Tau. Now the Tau are cool because they're a they're a relatively um, peaceful people, but they engage in warfare because they're trying to bring other races under their empire to protect them from the uh, violence of the orcs and Chaos Space Marines and and the the uh, the human empire. It's really cool. Which one's the space have at space fascists? The space fascists are the, are the space, space marines. Um, <laughs> they people really like them. There's a cool sub army of of the space marines called the space wolves, and they're basically space Vikings, and they don't actually worship the emperor <laughs> as like their only one true god. They have these weird like other gods, but they're still allied with the with the space marines, and they have like giant wolves. And their armor has cool, like lycanthropic imagery on it. Very neat. Uh, lots of fur and stuff. When I was really into like Norse mythology and Viking metal, I was really, really into the uh, space wolves. So anyway, back to the Tau. The Tau are like <laughs> the uh, combine from Half-Life 2. If the combine from Half-Life 2 were nice people, uh, almost kind of like they kind of look like the Corians. <laughs> if the Corians had really big boxy mech armor, so uh, they're interesting because. Their Jesus. armor, their their units, they they mostly use uh, smaller strike units, but base their armies around these big mechs. And you know me, I like big mechs. That's why we're talking about Evangelion. I really like Gundam too. <laughs> anyway, back to the Tau. The Tau look like they're these weird blue. Mechs. They're like these weird blue. Um, uh, gosh, what are they? They look like. There's another race of 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 sci-fi aliens that I'm thinking of. Uh, filibustering our podcast. <laughs> <It's> filibustering. <laughs> yes, I am. We broke the filibuster. Now we. Can you did. You did. You broke <laughs> the filibuster. I broke it. I I got confused about who who the Tau are. Uh, so anyway, like. Nasty Nork and Spyro One. Yeah. Okay. Is actually cool. a representation of of the underclass uh, and, and the keep dragon going. realms. Yes. Oh, dude, I would totally. The board in World of Warcraft are actually all. <laughs> Like post-colonial narratives about marginalized races, you, and the orcs are Africans, and the blood elves are drug addicts. Oh, can we die? Like, for a really long time, for for a really long time, I wanted to do like uh, media theory, uh, like long media theory es essays about different episodes of Power Rangers and how each monster represented, oh like you know, this sort of uh, uh, marginalized people or this uh, post this political topic or philosophical idea. Uh, that didn't work out because all those episodes are just like, ah, it's a bug, kill it. So, but I tried, I tried really hard, and that wow. this moment I, I, with you guys is the closest dead. I got to it. So I really, I'm, I appreciate I, having this moment with you guys. The intermission. Yeah. I really thought, I really thought that when I quit being a gay journalist, I would never have to think about Warhammer Forty Thousand ever again. What the fuck was that about? So I guess my, I guess my brother and my sister and my mom went into a game store. Thinking that it was a, a, a Warhammer store. Thinking, yeah, oh, yeah, it was a Games Workshop store. store. And it was a oh, Games fuck. Workshop store. 
And I, I guess the guy working there tried to sell them on Warhammer 40k. So. Oh Hell yeah, yeah. dude. Fuck. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Are they downstairs yeah. building uh, little models right now? No, they're not. <laughs> Did they go no, Necrons? Not, Necrons are cool. Yeah. The Necrons are kind of like the bad Tau, because they are just the undead. And the, god, the... Damn <laughs> god damn it. God damn it, Brandon. <laughs> did I tell you guys I got into Homestruck this year? Because I did. Are you saying Homestuck or Homestruck? Homes because... Which one is Which one is the, the one that was on Tumblr all the time? Homestuck. One... Yes, oh, Jesus. It's Homestuck. Do you yes. want to talk about fucking Homestuck? Do you want to, Do you want to be here for three thirty fucking years talking about Homestuck? I, 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 uh, I I've started. I've started. I've started going Thank into God. that. I've started Jesus getting Christ. into that. How far are you in? Uh, I'm in. Was it Act Two? You're getting there. You're getting yeah. there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yes. Uh, man, everything sucks. <laughs> All these fandoms are just a lot. Um, oh God. Oh god, I was in the shit. I was in the shit. Tumblr 2012 was Homestuck home on you. Homestuck the fucking website, basically. Anyway, I thought this was an Evangelion podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. End of Evangelion. <laughs> fucking sucks, and Otto hates everyone. Yep. There you go. That's that's the that's that's the tweet. You did it. It's gross, and I we clearly have post-traumatic stress disorder overseeing Asuka get ripped in half. So. Yes. Even though she has, like, yeah, that, that was Oscar, Oscar excessive. Gets such a, she gets a cool ass, like she gets a cool ass scene. Well, she like, looks, like, hey, you love Oscar, right? All right, well, here's your Oscar doing badass stuff again, like fan service for you. But they're like, eh, the other Avas are still alive. Uh, just, just she's dead now. Fuck her. Those Avas are gross. She gets stabbed by like thirty Yeah. God. Yeah. The teeth. What I didn't. Okay. The teeth. Do they have pilots or no? no. They it's, don't. It's, it's all dummy. Oh, it's, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That freaked me out because, like, the idea that those horrifying things were piloted by people would have been so much worse if they weren't dummy plugs. No. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I think that's the, that was the whole thing is like once they introduced dummy plugs, it's like this is the inevitability, like it's gonna happen. It's like it's like drones yep. in America. Dummy plugs are taking our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sorry. It's okay. With yeah. the dummy plugs, we can all enter into a uh, post-scarcity uh, socialized world where we can just uh, enjoy enjoy the high-tech lifestyle without having to work. Dummy you know plugs who, will initiate fully automated luxury gay space communism. Hell yeah. You know who needed, you know who, you know who needed a dummy plug? Um, who's, you know who needed a dummy plug? Uh, Hiro Yuri. If, if he would have had a dummy plug... Maybe, maybe he would have actually got something done in Gundam Wing. I don't want to talk about Gundam Wing. <laughs> One of these days, Brendan, we're going to talk about Gundam Okay, Wing. you know what, Travis? Yeah, we could totally, we could totally. Next yes, time next on. Next time on, on uh, PM Banime, we'll, we'll do Gundam Wing. Yeah, Ban Anime. That, that's, 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 our, that's our directive next. Ban Anime? Fuck. We should have banned Anime. Extra ban. bullshit this time. Ugh. So yeah. Podcast and bullshit. An extra helping of bullshit. 